You're listening to the Hair Radio Morning Show. I'm Carrie Hines. Now my next guest comes to us from the world of music. It is my honor to welcome the one and only Louis Martinet to the Hair Radio Morning Show. Good morning, Hello. Louis. Good morning. How are you? I am doing just fantastic. Now I've got to tell everybody, you are truly an innovative producer, songwriter, uh, and I call a visionary also. You actually, you created the popular girl group, Expose, and so much more. We're going to get into all of that. Um, and they were the first to have four top ten hits on the Billboard Hot 100 charts. Uh, from a debut album, that is. And uh, I just want to say welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Yes. Now, listen, the style of music or the genre is largely known as freestyle music. So I'm going to kind of jump on in and start there. Would you be kind enough to explain to everybody uh, what you, how you describe the, the phrase uh, freestyle music? So the best way I can describe it is uh, when disco uh, – kind of hit uh, the the wall and everybody was a uh, hate disco kind of thing. Uh, there was still a need for dance music. So uh, I started, you know, uh, playing around with the new electronic uh, equipment that ha- is just coming out at that time in the early 80s. And, um, you know, started writing songs that were, you know, different than the disco, but still danceable, you know. And uh, and then um, uh, I did uh, a bunch of songs, and then I put a girl group together, like you said. And uh, at first, there was actually a first generation of them, which is called uh, Alejandra, Lori, and um, uh, Joya. So that was the first generation. And then uh, we had some problems. Uh, the girls didn't like to travel, and they wanted to kind of do their own thing too so they actually in california found they the girls the first generation found Jeanette, which is the uh the next generation so they actually helped me out in finding the next generation so it wasn't a bad fallout or anything it was kind of like a mutual thing that you know that we were going to move in different directions and they say hey lewis there's this girl that sounds just like ollie which sang for her return uh that's short for alejandra right and uh and her name is Jeanette. so i went Flew to L.A. and, and uh, met her, and then we signed her, and then I signed another girl named Ann Curlis, and then another one named uh, Joya. And yeah, so, uh, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, so okay. actually, the first generation is, I, I, I made a mistake, it's, it's Ali, Alejandra, Lori, and Sandra. That's the first generation. Then the second generation is Jeanette, in this order, Jeanette, Joya, and Ann. And that was uh, just to be clear, you know, I like to be clear with my. Uh, I threw in the wrong name in the first generation. Well, but yeah, I, so then. So, yeah, so then go ahead. Go. Yes, no, I was going to jump on in, and uh, because, um, and that that's really important. And I saw that, and I said, because I think uh, the one of the individuals, uh, I believe uh, Sandra, I think it is, I think she passed away. And I just yes. wanted to say, yeah, and there was so much that went into all of that. And I saw and read all about your relationship with, uh, you know, working with Clive, uh, you know, from Clive Davis, uh, from Arista and all of that back in those times and working with this, um, you know, these amazing women and uh, just being such a creative force. But I want to go back a little bit, uh, Louis. I want to ask you about the beginning because, um, you know, you 
really you you've always it seems like you were you always had music inside of you in some capacity or another. Can you tell the folks now where are you from and how did you get into music to begin with? Well, I was originally born in Cuba, then moved uh, when I was very young to California, and I started playing in uh, in the bands. We actually put bands together uh, where I played percussion, and they we used to rehearse actually in my mom's and dad's uh, uh, garage, and we used to practice there all the time, and then do little parties and stuff for free. You know, we wow. we we were. We weren't good enough to charge, so we we did the parties for free. <laughs> but we but we loved it, you know. We we, we just wanted to perform. <laughs> Absolutely. And, so and then I moved to, yes. to Miami. Yeah. Then I moved uh-huh. to Miami, and then I, yeah, and then I started actually DJing. Yes. And then I met uh, I met some people that had a studio, and uh, and uh, and I was in a in a in another band where I was playing drums at this time. It was a rock band, and uh, and then um, this guy Frank, he had a recording studio, a small studio in uh, in a warehouse. And uh, since I'm a DJ, he says, "Oh, you you record music?" I goes, "Yeah, I record music. I write and record." So he says, "Great. So come over and do some music." So he thinks I'm gonna do dance music, and I'm doing rock music. So he was like, "Oh, uh, well, that's not what I was expecting." <laughs> but then I did. I ended up starting to do the uh, the music, and and back then, believe it or not, it was called hip hop. Really? The Latin freestyle, yeah, the Latin freestyle that you know was called hip hop, and then rap started taking the name over uh, and calling it hip hop. So then they changed the free the the, the hip hop to freestyle now, Latin freestyle. But in the very beginning, in the early '80s, it was called hip hop. The Latin that. freestyle was actually called hip hop. But then it kind of it kind of yeah yeah. So that that was it. yeah that was that was kind of like a, a a unique little. Thing there that happened. Absolutely. I was just thinking, as you said that, and I remember um, even some of my research I saw in New York where we had Hot 97 or whatever, and before that was known in the hip-hop world in that way, it was like a kind of devoted to freestyle-type music. So maybe there's a lot more to that. Um, very interesting, I really have to say. So that's how you kind of got your foray into uh into working with the studio and getting into music and all of that. I saw where you guys, uh, where you had created the, you know, a music label. Um, But what was it that was the uh, beginning little impetus that said, hold it, let's pull together an act. Let's find or create an act. And I know you were working with others, but um, how did that, was that your idea to kind of pull a group together? Yeah, I kind of like actually thought of three girls because I, I always liked the Supremes. And I, you know, I, I should do I should do a girl group that like the Supremes, three girls and and I'll name them Exposed. At first it was called Exposed. Uh and uh and then the labels didn't like Exposed so we changed it to Expose. Yeah. Um so if you, and if they you both work. Let stuff. me just officially say that I'm going to tell those folks they both work. <laughs> I love both. Yeah, both things are both things are good. But if you if you remember back in uh, like uh, late '83, early '84, mm-hmm. it was exposed for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, and then when then when Arista signed the the group, then we changed it to Expose. So there was the, uh, a single that was on the on on my label that was a uh, point of return. Uh, so uh, those are, yeah, those are still out there. I I know people that still have them. So. The originals. Now, you guys went in and yeah. re-recorded those songs, correct, with the 
with the next uh, version of the group. Is that right? Yeah, we, we recorded not the music, just the vocals. The music was the same. Aha. Uh-huh. Wow, I love yeah. this. Well, listen, I have to, there are lots of questions that I have to ask you as a producer, and I kind of want to go back a little bit. Uh, folks, if you're just joining us, let me just break it on down for you. Uh, you're listening to the All New Hair Radio Morning Show. I'm Carrie Hines. Now, my very special guest with me today is Louis Martinet. Now, he is a producer. You are a writer, a producer. You, um, I mean, you're legendary to me in all that you have done uh, with the amazing hits that you've had with Exposé and others, and others. And you've worked with quite a few. And I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about it because, um, you know, when I think back, I grew up in, I'm in Brooklyn, New York now, but um, and our show goes all over the world. But when I remember back in the day and being uh, growing up in northern New Jersey, so let me just make it clear because I think that was my, how I was introduced to freestyle music. And I, I mean, I remember, the, you know, on the radio, and I remember KTU when it came along, and just nonstop music, um, the freestyle music was just everywhere. You couldn't escape it. But then um, when I looked back, I said, well, you know, I'm kind of, how did I, how was, was it R&B, uh, tinges of R&B, was it? Because um, it seemed to have been kind of like a divided world as we moved along. And R&B was R&B, and everybody had their little tranches. But to me, when I listen to Exposé's music, I'm blown away with uh, the R&B, the, to me, the soul that uh, goes through uh, the words and the, the music and just the feel. And, and I know that's awful to kind of, you know, you shouldn't pigeonhole or try to put things in different categories because music is music, and, and there are no boundaries. And I just love um, you know, and I, I just, I don't know if we, if I look at myself as the targeted demo per se, but I love what you guys, you know, what uh, Expose represented. Thank you, thank you. So yeah, thank great you. Great job to you. Yes, absolutely. So now, was that, um, you know, and you say, and I think that's what it is. Um, you say that you were influenced somewhat by the Supremes, um, in terms yeah. of girl groups and all of that. So, could that have? I mean, you, you in. I hear a lot of wonderful, wonderful, um, you know, kind of different feels and different genres in those songs that speak to everybody. So uh, that wasn't necessarily purposely done. You were just doing what was inside of you. How did that, you know, how did it feel to reach so many people across so many different, uh, you know, uh, genres or spectrums or, you know, how do you, how do you look at that? Or do you have that, you know, this, do you feel the same way or? Yeah, no, I tried. I, what I, I, I mean, I tried to, to, to let. The thing is that I'm influenced by a lot of different genres. I love R and B. I love hip hop. I love rock. I grew up with rock. I played rock originally before I didn't. Before I DJed, I, I played in rock bands in California, and then when I got here to Miami, and uh, so, so all those influences, you know, I, I just, they just kind of, they, they come out when I'm doing music, you know. Uh, you know, really without meaning to, you know, so, uh, uh, yeah, like, uh, you know, and, and even the Beatles, you know, and, and groups like that, uh, you know, I, I, I get uh, some influences from without noti- no, knowing it. I l- later notice it, but, I, you know, I don't 
knowingly do it. <laughs> right, exactly. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I'm loving yeah. it. Well, now, Lewis, I want to ask you about Expose. And I also, uh, and uh, you know, back in the day, I just, I didn't know until I was uh, doing a little deep dive research, but uh, that you had also worked with Co- the Cover Girls. And I had, yeah, um, yeah, so, you know, but there was, wasn't, I always thought there was this huge competition thing. It was ex, either you were in the expose group, <laughs> group, or you were in the cover girls. It was rarely that you were in both. So how did that come about? And, and I think I was reading somewhere how you felt about it, but share with everybody, um, you know, do you recall any of that and working with the cover girls oh. and, and all yeah, of that? Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, and and other uh, other girl groups that I work with that I actually created was another group called Sequel. I don't know if you knew that. Yes. And uh, yeah, so so yeah, so we're kind of like all friends, you know, Andy Panda from New York. Uh, yeah. He, yes, he, he put to, yeah he put together the Cover Girls and and he said, hey, you want to do a song for them? I go, sure, you know, and and vice versa, you know, we work on with each other, you know, we kind of like uh you know and it, 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 we're all kind of you know friends and work together with. You know, like um, uh, there's other great producers like Arthur Baker and things like that 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 you know that that do great music, and we kind of like you know we we helped each other. We didn't you know like there was no try to yeah we yeah exactly we you know we we helped each other. Like if they needed to use a studio, they can come to mine, and vice versa. If I go to New York and all that, so yeah, we we you know we we worked together. You know, we we didn't have any animosities. So it was kind of like you know. Uh, the better I, they did, the, the the better they did, the better maybe I would do too. You know, so so absolutely. helping, yeah. So well, I have to tell so you, it was good. It was good. I have to say, uh, you know, I was I started putting on my thinking hat, my little thinking cap here, and I said, I think. Well, I remember interviewing only one other freestyle artist, and you know, I've interviewed a lot of folks, but I remember, and she was just the, just the, the the most kindest, gracious young lady I had pretty much had ever met, and that was little Susie back in New Jersey. I remember, she kind of came to the radio station and did an interview. I was at an actual station back then, and, and I just have to say, uh, you know, so your genre, I, the, the freestyle genre was represented incredibly well, incredibly well. But then, yeah, all the artists, yeah, they were all great. They were all very, very nice and 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 you know and and helpful and you know, mm-hmm. like I said, I, I it was great working with a lot of artists that I worked with. Well, you, I can hear that, Lewis. You uh, have that kind of personality, though. I could just tell you could work with anybody. You know, I can hear it. You have such a you know just down to earth and uh, easy to relate to, and you know, and I'm sure that was. You know what was communicated throughout your music and and your endeavors and all of that wonderful good stuff. So now I want to turn to uh, you know inspiring folks and I know you guys had a lot of hit records. Um, you know how did it feel to to have those um, those top ten hits? You know and this is on Billboard's uh, top charts, if you will. You know was it and was it considered it wasn't so much crossover I don't think but it crossed over I think to a lot of different areas I think we talked about that but um so how how did that feel and also being inspiring so many other uh, folks out there who you know are now kind of dance music is big or it's huge so um how do you feel about that and and uh, what's your take on all of that well the the uh the billboard uh, yeah the 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 
some of my product crossover into the pop. Uh, I actually had, like you mentioned, uh, when we first talked, uh, Seasons Changer was number one on the top 100, uh, number one on the R&B also, and 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 other charts. So it kind of like you know uh, different different genre, genres that it jumped, and uh, yeah, and then uh, uh, other other songs also did the same thing, and and you know that also led me to work with artists like uh, Jermaine Jackson, Jermaine Stewart, uh, I uh, Gibbs. I saw the the uh, one of the uh, the songs. I saw the one that you did with Jermaine Jackson that I think had you had originally intended for the other artist to record, and then uh, and which is a great song by the way. I listened to it even this morning. I'm like, wow, this is an awesome song. Many to me, your songs these are not just you know just fancy dance songs and just put them away and forget about them. They actually stand up and, you know, in time, like they've lived, I listen and said, wow, this is great. I mean, quite frankly. And I said, you know, to me, uh, these songs can be re-recorded or re-released and all that wonderful good stuff. Do you feel the same way? Do you feel that they've like stood the test of time? Yeah, I think so. I, I, I listen to them all the time. Like I, I, like you said, I listen to, Feel the Need, the one that I did uh, for Jermaine Jackson. Yeah, I, I, I love that song. And uh, uh, and I remember that time frame because he had put out uh, Don't Take It Personal and all of that. I remember that. And uh, yeah, yeah. Other, what, which project did you do for Jermaine Stewart? I love Jermaine Stewart. I'm a big fan of his. Uh, you know, we lost him way too soon. Um, yes, but, I know. Yeah. What uh, Which project did you work with Jermaine on, uh, Jermaine Stewart? Do you remember that? Yeah. Yes, I worked on the, on. The, I did a, a dance remix to um, "We Don't Have to Take Your Clothes Off." Really? Probably the one I yeah, was I dancing did. to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really? yeah. I did a, a dance. Yeah, I did a dance remix to that. That that uh, that I, came out really, really good. I think you know, and 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 it, it, it played in a lot of the clubs yeah. because well, of I the have, dance remix. I have to give you credit on the remix. I don't know if folks give you enough credit on that. Your remixes are amazing. So I, you know, I don't know. I know because you're such an amazing writer and you, you know, producer extraordinaire and all of that. But also uh, the remixes that I've heard and that you've done. So this stems from being a great DJ down there in Florida. Where did that come from that you have this ability to take these songs and literally reconstruct them, if you will, and turn out great, um, you know, tracks like that? I, I think probably from being a DJ and also a musician, it helps too because, uh, mm. you know, I, I would see what works on the floor and then I kind of try to incorporate it into my mixes so that the, it keeps the, the the floor dancing. Like like when you hear Pointer Return, people just jump out of their chairs, exactly. which is like, it, it would give me goosebumps. You know, I would just, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm at the club sitting, uh, you know, in the corner and then the DJ plays point of return, and I see people kind of like scream, get up, and, and go to the dance floor, and I'm go. It's the best feeling in the world. Yes, and that's when you really knew you had something. That song, wow! And I loved all of. I mean, uh, let me be the one. Just you know, seasons change. All of those amazing songs. I have to say, uh, you know. Thank you. Thank you. Of, yes, you're please. Uh, you know, these are. It's not just me. It's uh, you know, big big hit records out there. Um, so now I love. I have to also say I love the lineup that you had. And by the time I got, you know, I I think uh, 
uh, Joya, and I think you had mentioned um, was one of the leads in Jeanette and, and Anne. Uh, so I just loved that lineup that you had at that time. I just thought, it, my goodness. So have you stayed in touch with these amazing women? Yes, yes. Yeah, We I talk to Joya all the time. The other girls are more, you know, uh, in a different state and stuff, so I don't talk yeah. to them too much. But Joya, yeah, we, we keep in touch all the time. We actually worked on a couple of things uh, together, you know, not too long ago. So, so yeah, so I keep in touch with uh, Joya most, mostly. Wow. Now you are still in the music game. You haven't left the music game. Let me just make that clear. So what can you tell us out there? Uh, what can we, what might we be able to look forward to or, uh, you know, anything you want to add to that? Well, I'm working on, on uh, several projects. Uh, I'm working on a song for, actually for um, the COVID relief. Uh, it's called, yes, uh, we're calling it for now, uh, Son of the Rain, uh, for now. And, 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 and what I'm doing is kind of like, uh, trying to put together, like, uh, We Are the World kind of thing with a bunch yeah. of different artists. I got Larry Blackman from Cameo. Yeah. I got, yeah, uh, Bernard from Surface. Oh, uh, good. we just had yeah. David on our show. Uh, yes. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah Bernard uh, Jackson from yeah. Surface, right. and uh, and uh, uh, a, a few a few rappers too, Tretch and uh, yeah, Lazy Bone, and, yeah, yeah, and Lazy Bone, and yeah. So so then yeah. everybody's everybody's you know giving their time, you know, because the, they they think uh, you know it's good to to try to help other people. So everybody's been very very nice. Well, we're Ooh. trying to get Gladys Knight on there, which I think we will. Uh, also, uh, the uh, Womack sisters. Yes. Oh, oh we got. Amazing. We already got Butch from Butch from uh, Tavares. Oh yes, yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, the, I think they did the song "Heaven Must Be Missing." And I think that was one of Tavares. If I'm not That's the one. Yes, that was yeah, Tavares. So, yes. Yeah. So yeah, we tried to there, 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 these songs. Their biggest one was though uh, the ballad. Remember what I told you to forget? Oh, hold it! No, I didn't. What was the biggest? What was the biggest one? That was the biggest hit. So remember what I told you to forget. Oh, okay. Oh man. Well, listen. I just love them. I love all of these groups, and I I'm just blown away. And I just wish you nothing but the best on these projects. And thank and, you, thank and, you, thank you. Yes, let us know how you're coming along with them. You know and. Any any folks that we could send in your direction, we will. We absolutely great, will. great. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Uh, I have yeah. a, I have a, a few little compilations that I did in the '80s that I have on iTunes. So if uh, you, uh, I I think you were gonna check them out yourself. I don't know if you did. It was called uh, Freestyle Soft Beach Style. I well, I think I checked out so much of your music that it's not even funny. I went to, uh, I think I, I was on Spotify, I was on so many different things and looking at every single thing, and I listened to song after song, some of which I have to really say I had forgotten the titles, and then when I listened to them, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that song, and I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. Now, I do want to touch on one other part of this um, back in the day, because to me, it you know, you're working with Clive Davis or producing these uh, albums and all of that, that, you know, he was, it, it might have been around the time he was working with Whitney and Aretha and all these big people. Oh, yeah, that yeah, was it was deal. a time. Yeah, yeah, Wasn't it was that, that time, yeah. Yeah, that was a big deal. I, I said, my goodness. 
Uh, so yeah, Clive Davis is a genius. Uh, you know, when it comes to putting projects together and teams together, yeah, he's a he's a genius. Yeah, he's a genius. And and Kashif, the late Kashif. Um, yeah, Kashif. I worked with him on a song. I, I did a song for him. Exactly. I'm like, wow. So I know you don't like to be considered uh, so much a, a legend out there, but you are. And I have to tell everybody. I mean, uh, you know, of course, for me. I kind of stumbled across because I just love Seasons Change so much. It has never left anything uh, for me, you know, not too long without playing it or every so often going back and listening. And I looked up the words, and I was just so moved by this. I mean, you're just, in order to write like that, it's got to come from somewhere. So um, we just love it. And, you know, and then to, to figure out, that you had done all that you were responsible for writing an album. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, and I think I asked you about freestyle, if you were familiar. I'm going to put myself out there on blast. Uh, <laughs> I called, now I'm like, he's the king of freestyle. My God. <laughs> and, and I just learned so much from reading and, and finding out and all of this wonderful good stuff. I'm, uh, you know, I, I love Stevie B. I love the whole entire genre and all that it represents. So good stuff. So, Louis, anything just to tell the folks, there are budding writers out there, budding songwriters. I'm one. I'm raising my hand right now. Uh, so what kind of advice can you give to someone like myself? You know, we've gotten lyrics. We've got the lyrics down, and I saw all about, uh, you know, um, uh, what advice? Let me just go there. What advice can you share in terms of how we should get started or the next step after you've got piles and piles of songs? Well, some what what I kind of think uh, about sometimes is that when you when you write songs, you tend to want to write them so deep and so so great that you kind of like like missing the audience. So I, I, I what I try to tell everybody just keep it simple, keep it catchy. Keep it commercial, and, and then and then you know you'll you'll you know you'll you'll get that 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 magic uh, in in that song. That, in my albums, if you listen to them, you know you'll hear mm-hmm. that I do very commercial songs. I try to at least, uh, but then I throw in there a couple of songs like you you'll hear in the in the first album. You hear a song called December, and the second one you call um, uh, Didn't It Hurt to Hurt Me. Those are deeper songs that you know that have a little bit more meaning, and I put them in there just for once people get tired of listening to the to the pop songs, then they can hear something that's a little deeper. But uh, but you know, like I said, keep those for for later. You know, for if you want to break out, make it simple, make it very catchy, and make it commercial, easy to follow. That's really what you got to do. Doesn't get any better than that. Oh yeah, right. you know, you know, a great a great person to listen to is Casey and the Sunshine Band. Their songs are so great and yes. so catchy. That's why they're still being played in, in tons of movies That's and right. stuff like that. Exactly. Because they, they, they're, just, they, they're, they're just great, catchy songs, you know? And, exactly. and, and, and if you listen to those, then you'll, you'll get some good ideas. That's right. I stumbled across a Casey and the Sunshine video uh, just uh, maybe in the last 24 hours or so. And I stopped for a moment because it was so... The, like so deep and just an amazing growth. Um, but I still don't think that folks knew that this music would be, that we'd be listening to it, you know, decades later. 
And so exactly. I just, right? Uh, just just blown away. Well, listen, anything you want to leave us with today, Lewis, I just have to thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. Any well, any shout outs? Anything? Yeah, any? Yeah, I listen to Hair Nation Morning oh. Show every day. Hair Nation Morning Show. Oh, my awesome. favorite. Well, listen, <laughs> and, and, I totally and, and I have to admit, I had a mullet in the '80s, so you know, maybe you could do something for me. <laughs> we'll talk. We'll definitely talk. Well, listen, the creator, the absolute creator of this amazing group, and working with so many others, and we're of course talking about Expose and so many others, and writing those albums, and just having so many hit records, and just being a mega force in the freestyle movement, if you will, and also music in general, and just really picking up, like you said, where disco kind of left off. Again, I want to thank you for being our guest on the Hair Radio Morning Show, and we're going to still go out and listen to these songs, and we're going to have you back soon uh, when your next project is out. So I want to thank you. Yes, definitely. You got it. Louis Martinet, thank you. Folks, keep it right. My pleasure. Keep it right here. We've got a whole lot more of the Hair Radio Morning Show to go. Stay with us. Hi, I'm Carrie Hines. Welcome to our Hair Radio podcast series that features special interviews and segments from the Hair Radio Morning Show, Salon TV Network, along with original exclusive content right here and across 10 other top podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Contact us about advertising your products or services or being interviewed at 347-587-3213 or visit us on the internet at hairradio.com. Now sit back and enjoy your Hair Radio podcast presentation. Again, I'm Carrie Hines. Thank you.